more than two decades, Vladimir Putin has cast an authoritarian shadow on the world stage. He has reshaped post-Soviet-era Russia. He's redrawn Russia's map, sometimes with force. And there's blood in the waters. This is the Hannibal Lecter of Russian commanders. The former spy has built an empire from his old espionage techniques. You had to be deaf, dumb and blind not to see what was going on. But how has he maintained his grip on power? And how long will it last? For much of his life, Vladimir Putin was unknown, and that's just how he liked it. As an intelligence officer for the KGB, he climbed the ranks to become the director of Russia's top spy agency. But as the Soviet Union collapsed, Vladimir Putin forever changed. And in the years that followed Russia's chaotic decline, Vladimir Putin sensed a life-changing opportunity. When Boris Yeltsin resigned in 1999, the young intelligence chief became the new president of the Russian Federation. And he had big plans for his beloved motherland, plans that would turn out to be deadly and bring the world to the brink of a third world war. Vladimir Putin's strength lies in his ability to maintain a careful balance of authority, autocracy and strength promising to end corruption while also amassing a huge fortune. Through his skillful manoeuvring and political calculations, Vladimir Putin became the strongman leader the Russian people were demanding. He cultivated his image to perfection using the skills of wartime propaganda. To the people, Vladimir Putin wants to be portrayed as a leader who puts the Federation's interest first, and the man who could cement Russia back on the world stage. And that would involve reuniting the old Soviet Union. He once called its collapse the disaster of the century. Vladimir's grip on Russia is unwavering, controlling the media and owning the narrative, shaping public opinion at home and abroad. But with great power comes great distrust in Russia. And just like the Soviet leaders before him, Vladimir Putin will silence his critics. Inside Russia, Putin has pursued stability and authority, but on the world stage, Putin has forged ahead with the Russian view of the world, revitalizing old friendships and reclaiming Russia's status. In May of 2023, a drone attack shattered the image of Putin's impenetrable force, and for the first time, showing cracks in his absolute power. I thought the attack by the drones on the Kremlin itself was really a earthquake of an event. Russia blamed Ukraine, and while the attack on the Kremlin received little attention overseas, inside Russia it was clear that something had changed. Putin's war in Ukraine had come home to haunt Moscow. We don't attack Putin or Moscow. Are we fight on, on our territory. Quote, the United States has nothing to do with it. We don't even know exactly what happened here. The attack uncovered the shocking weakness in Russia's air defenses, demonstrating to the world and to Russians that a drone can reach deep into the country's high command. 
I grew up in Washington, D.C. If drones had attacked the U.S. Capitol or the White House, the country would be in a paroxysm of anxiety for, that would last for months. If Putin saw it as a wake-up call, he had no idea what would come next. So the drones attacked the Kremlin. I think that showed the rifts that were beginning to crack open around the Kremlin and around Putin. Vladimir Putin is a brutal people manager. He brings two opposite forces together in the hope that the best man will win. In Ukraine, this came in the form of the Wagner Group, operating alongside and up against the Russian Army Command. But this time, he miscalculated the level of hostility, of mistrust that was building. The head of the Wagner Group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, threatened to march on Moscow to confront the head of the Russian military, and along the way, capturing key towns coming less than 200 kilometres from Moscow city. Once, the Wagner Group acted as a top-secret special forces unit, targeted with carrying out clandestine operations in armed conflicts all over the world, from Africa to Ukraine and Crimea. But right now, the world was watching. Legally, Wagner doesn't even exist. It's just a network of companies operating under the radar, which makes them nearly impossible to hold accountable as they spread Russian influence globally. In the last eight years, they've struck deals with weak governments and rebel generals to send their contractors to wars in Syria, in Libya, and in Ukraine. Acting as Russia's proxy, the Wagner mercenaries were employed to get the job done and to do things that Russia didn't want to put its name to. The Wagner Group made their public debut in 2014, when Putin oversaw Russia's intervention into Crimea. Wearing no unit or national insignia, the media dubbed them the Little Green Men. While Putin had wanted plausible deniability, the world knew who was really in charge, and Russia was banished from the world stage. Yevgeny Prigozhin had once been Vladimir Putin's personal chef. Now he was the man in charge of Putin's private army. Well, he's no hero of the war. This is a man bathed in blood. This is the Hannibal Lecter of Russian commanders. Prigozhin played a vital role for Russia in the Ukrainian war, conducting key missions and acquiring vital territories. Reports from within Russian ranks have confirmed that Moscow's victory there may not have been worth the bloodshed, with Prigozhin himself stating that they suffered wild losses for a very insignificant result. He accused Russian commanders of incompetence. Putin clearly is weaker than he was before this revolt started. The revolt against the Kremlin left Putin looking weak and has begun to shatter the illusion that he's built up and maintained for decades. Putin has jailed his opponents and silenced others for far less. So when he offered Prigozhin exile in Belarus and his men amnesty, many in the West believed this was a monumental backdown and a sign that Putin is losing control. Prigozhin's men were being treated with praise, cheers and selfies, even as they drove away from Moscow. As far as Putin is concerned, I mean, he's a brutal man, and I think he wants to show that revolt against his brutality doesn't pay, and I think he wants visible retribution.
This revolt was one of the most significant moments in Russia's political history. Could it mark the beginning of the end, though, for Russia's longest-serving leader? This is clearly a case of his domestic standing now taking a battering. The short insurrection revealed a deeply unstable regime. The likelihood there will be knock-on consequences from that that can only be destabilising for Vladimir Putin. In order to keep power, he needs the backing and confidence of the Russian people. It's shown a weakness on his part, and there's blood in the water, so people are, are smelling perhaps the end of his regime. But just as the Wagner uprising showed, that confidence can quickly end. Putin's problem is with an international arrest warrant out for him, where, where is he going to go? And the risk that we run in the Western world is that if Putin is overthrown, even more of a hardliner could actually take over from him. For Vladimir Putin, it's do or die.